Welcome, Spartans, to Podcast Evolved, part of Evolved, your home for Halo. Podcast Evolved hosts original lore series and recaps last month's Halo news. Our current lore series is Infinite Impressions, and we recently just did one on the co-op in Forge. So if you want, probably go check that one out. I am your host today, Lucas, and with me today is David. Hello, everybody. And returning with us is Steve. Hey, everybody. So we got a small group today. So today we will cover the unfortunate passing of uh, Greg Bear. Uh, we This month we have the winter update and Forge. Uh, we have the content browser for Forge. And Halo 4 has hit the magical number of 10 years old. So I know, right? It, it does not feel mm. like 10-year-old game. So before we get started, uh, if you're new to the show, welcome to Evolved. Uh, we host a variety of shows. Uh, this is Podcast Evolved. You can check out our previous lore series, The Road to Infinite, and Character Dossiers. Uh, Evolved also hosts the show Mission Debrief, Builds with Blocks, Halo Book Club, Evolved, or my bad, Halo Headlines, and our newest show, Halo Gear Guide, and Halo TV Plus. Evolved partners with HCS Pro Talk, which I will announced now that they are officially under the um, Podcast Evolved umbrella. They kind of talked about that on their their last live show. Um, but they are a podcast where Josh and Will discuss the latest information within the competitive Halo scene uh, with an emphasis on the community every week. So they will be running the multiplayer side of things while we over here will be doing more of the uh, lore side. You can learn more about each of our shows on the Involves website, EvolvedHalo.com. And if you're already a fan of the show, we ask you to rate us and leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. We greatly appreciate all the feedback we receive from our listeners to improve the quality of our shows. We also would like to take this moment to thank all of our patrons for their continued support. Your contributions allow us to continue making new content like this every week. So thank you guys absolutely so much for helping us keep these lights on. If you're not subscribed to Thanks, our guys. Pa- oh well sorry came that, in a bit later. <laughs> Thanks all. <laughs> if you're not subscribed, our patrons receive a variety of exclusive rewards such as early episodes, unique swag, access to our podcast soundtrack, and more. You can head over to patreon.com slash haloevolve to learn more. And finally, we encourage our listeners to support Audible where they can enjoy the growing collection of Halo novels all in one place, along with thousands of other novels, guided wellness programs, and more. Use the URL audibletrial.com slash podcastevolved to learn more and start your free trial today. Now, usually this is where I ask Aaron if he's got any audiobook recommendations. Um, I know, Steve, you don't. But David, do you do audiobooks? I do not do what I call fake books. No, I, I've okay. never I've never gotten into them. Uh I know the guys guys have, but I never did. I just can't. That's do it. fair. Well, I guess that means uh, I'm going to take over Aaron's recommendations. Um, currently, I am listening to it's it's a book series called Galaxy's Edge, not Star Wars. Oh, it's not Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It's called Galaxy's Edge. It's a totally different science fiction series. But their newest book, um, KTF Part One, which KTF stands for Kill Them First. Uh, part one has just dropped, I think, on the 22nd. So I am currently listening to that. Uh, it's about a 30-book universe Jesus. put together. Yeah, yeah. They keep 
popping out with different books. So it's definitely a huge, if you're into military science fiction, it's an absolute recommendation for me. So uh, that's kind of all I've been doing with that. So some group of edgy gamers is going to come out with KTF as a clan tag. Oh, dude, I already, I already do that on, on Halo and stuff like that or on uh, other video games. Um, but no, it's, so it's two main authors. It's uh, Jason Onspock and Nick Cole. Um, and the main narrator is R.C. Bray. But they do some like some of the spinoff novella books, kind of like how Halo does with, uh, with different authors and, and things like that. And uh, some of them are... Um, some of them are good. I mean, it's like any book series. Some of them are better than others. Uh, but it's absolutely one of my favorite science fiction uh, series. Uh, it's probably second behind Halo, in my opinion. Ooh. So, pretty so good. definitely worth a check out. So, all right. Last week on Zeta Halo. Have any of you all done any Halo in the last, well, I guess let's say in the last month, because it's a monthly news show. That's true. Uh, I've done very, very little. We- weirdly enough, I got really back into Halo right before the winter update, playing on uh, multiplayer and stuff like that. And for some reason, like two days before that winter update hit, I just kind of stopped. And I just haven't got a chance to go back. I haven't played any of the new content. Uh, I keep meaning to. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and to actually do it. I've been on sweet feck all. Uh, you guys? Uh, we've been playing together a little bit here and there. I've been playing on my own as well doing a lot of casual social multiplayer stuff, big team, Fiesta, all those more fun, less sweaty game modes. I haven't been able to sit down and get my sweat on in a while. It's difficult nowadays. <laughs> um, the occasional bit of desync keeps me off from trying to get competitive, trying to hope they nail that down sooner rather than later. Doing a lot of forging. Are you playing on PC, Steve, are you? I am. Oh, very good. Yeah, and the, the performance yeah, yeah, has been pretty great. I uh, recently found a setting in my BIOS that I had needed to enable that I never enabled to get my overclock going, and that seems to have smoothed things out even a little bit more. But I get the occasional crash here and there, usually when loading into a custom map. I imagine the custom map. Yeah, and you've been doing a lot of that custom stuff. Yeah, you've been doing a lot of that custom stuff with uh, the HDS guys as well. Yes, I have. Um, I did their community play date this past week once again. I've been joining them pretty regularly whenever I can. We test out a lot of the community creations. There's been some really crazy, amazingly large maps that almost seem too big for a full big team game, but it's fun to go free-for-all on that and explore maps like that. Uh, we're still playing different variations of Sumo. There's been a couple of new variations popping up. We still play Paintball. Um, we even played some Fall Guys-type game modes. We played Hexagon. Huh. That's cool. I've never actually played Fall Guys, so what is Hexagon? Me neither, um, but I imagine it's like an obstacle course kind of thing, is it? It's it's a game mode where there's multiple platforms vertically, like three, four, maybe five platforms vertically. Each platform is made up of an entire map of hexagons, and as you stand on it for a moment, it'll disappear after. So everybody has to jump around from hexagon to hexagon or run across them as they're disappearing and be the last person to not fall all the way through past the bottom. That sounds absolutely, as I feel like David would say, this it sounds absolutely mental. It is. Yes. It's pretty chaotic, especially in Halo. You know, we've got our weapons disabled. We're running around with empty pistols. Um, Fall Guys has a mechanic where you can grab other players. And we don't have that in any way, but it's just fun running around doing the jumps as a Spartan with that extra height and that extra length. You know, you can skip a couple of pods at a time and leave these little floating platforms where you can strategize to try and beat other players to hold yourself up on a higher level for longer. 
That sounds absolutely amazing, actually. That's, that's a game mode I will absolutely have to try. Um, so I guess what I've been doing, Reese, I haven't really played much Halo. I played a little bit with you, Steve, in the last week or so. Um, but actually, my ODST helmet came in for my cosplay kit. So I'm starting. So now that is in, I can actually start working on putting my kit together. And like I've that started. That was your last piece, wasn't what's it? What's up? That was your last piece. Yeah, that piece was there. the last piece. So, yeah. so the, the helmet was fully done because like that is too much for me to do as like like designing cosplay. But I've got all the other armor pieces. Um, they do like that suction mold where like they take a giant piece of plastic and they just put it over a mold and then they cut it out. So I have to like trim all the mold. I have oh, to yeah. put it in a, um, a resin and then I've got to paint it and then I've got to attach it to my, to my body. So that's the process I'm at right now. Um, and so I'm currently trimming and cutting it and that's kind of a pain in the ass using a Dremel. Uh, I might have to use like a bandsaw or something like that to cut it a little quicker because just, Scissors and a Dremel ain't, ain't doing it for me right now. A really sharp, fresh pair of curved scissors would help, and then just using the Dremel to file out the jagged edges really? after the fact. I might have to go. Trick. You can get I curved to go scissors get some. for uh, a pretty sturdy plastic material like that from RC car dealers because you can buy curved scissors for cutting out the wheel wells on the Lexan bodies. Uh, it's a very okay. similar material. Okay, yeah, so I'll have to go see if there's any RC or at least a hobby a hobby shop nearby. Yeah, most uh, hobby shops will have similar tool sets with funny shaped scissors like that, and you'll probably find something that'll be extremely helpful compared to using regular scissors and having to round out all of those straight cuts you make. Yep, yep, that's, that's a pain. A pro move. So, so it's almost like he has experience with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, so I guess, David, you want to take us through our monthly news? Yeah, we won't dwell too much on some of the bits, so... um. I'm going to start off with a sad bit first, so if you've not already heard, Greg Bear, um, who is the author of the Forerunner saga, um, he passed away at age 71, so he has his, so I just want all regards obviously to his his wife, uh, his two, wife Astrid, sorry, and her two children, uh, Chloe, who also co-authored Halo Rebirth with Greg, uh, and Alexandra, so Chloe and Greg have been on the show before, um, so I know we recently kind of reposted, um, Krista did a little bit of an intro for it, our interview that we did with Craig Bear and Chloe way back. That episode was re-released earlier this week. That's right, that's right. Um, so that's just a, obviously a shout out, it's very sad news, um, Greg's novels, like if you're listening to this podcast, you know exactly who he is, you've more than likely read these books, um, they're awesome and obviously they set the big, um, backstory really to halo for us and gave us so much information on the forerunners that has really influenced a lot uh, and even going into like the next thing that we're kind of going to talk about um which is halo 4 being being 10 years old what a segue so yeah there you go that was nice wasn't it um so halo 4 obviously was heavily defined uh, in the forerunner and the forerunner saga came out around the same time um so halo 4 being 10 is kind of crazy um it doesn't feel like, it was that old, I know that's what um, Lucas was saying, like, before the show. It doesn't feel like a 10-year-old game, which is kind of weird to think about. Um, but it, they've, Halo have kind of marked this occasion with a, a bunch of kind of content. There's a lot of, like, some dev interviews put out and various kind of concept art. They put out a new video called Return to Requiem, which has got a nice piece of music playing over it. And just kind of showing you, like, a slideshow, essentially, of some concept art for the game. Um they are putting some new things into Halo 4, some new skulls from Bandana and Arachnophobia, which is interesting, and Golden Moa collectibles. I'm not 100% sure what they are, but during the campaign, I imagine they're just little statues. 
Uh, and some legacy multiplayer perks that have yet to come to Master Chief Collection are on the way. So they're talking about theater mode uh, for Halo 4 campaign and for Spartan Ops, which is really cool. Um, they also put out a thing called Halo 4 Vertical Umbridge, which is a little short story um, on Halo Waypoint. And it's just about um, a Spartan Ops mission, kind of side mission that you didn't hear about at the time. Uh, that Shadow Team take to go and pretty much take out a common carrier. It's a short story. I read it. It's fine. It's grand. It, I liked it enough. It's got Benita Stone and Coven and Nina Coven in it. So they're obviously characters from Halo Infinite, um, which is kind of interesting. And they're in the kind of Rubicon Protocol. So if you've read that book, you'll know these characters already. So that's all the kind of stuff they've kind of done around Halo Four, which is nice. Do you know, I mean, you don't really can't overly expect too much uh, from from the guys uh, at this time. But um. I just want to touch base with you guys. How did you feel about Halo 4? I don't think I've ever talked to either. I'm definitely not used to even this first time. And, and Lucas, I don't think we've talked too much about Halo 4. So no, no, we have guys, not. How are you guys feeling around the game? How, how did you guys make it? Did you like the campaign? I know the multiplayer so, was contentious at the time. Yeah, so uh, one thing I wanted to point out when you're talking about the MOA collectibles, uh, that's been a thing in MCC for a little while now where they like, these, put these like golden statues in them and you have to like go find them and like shoot them. And there's like three, it's like one per level. There's like three per level or something like that. And you have to go and shoot them. So they're they're just little like add-ons that you can go find and they change per game. I was about so, like, to say, don't they randomly shift around as well? Don't they change levels occasionally? Yeah, they change levels. They change locations on each levels. and But they're just little tiny MOA, MOA okay. statues and stuff like that. Um, Is anyway, there an achievement associated with it? Um, no, you get like their challenges for... Okay, that's fine. For, 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 yeah, for MCC. So. Yeah. So they're cool. Um, so Halo 4. Um, so when Halo 4 was like originally announced, I was like, screw this game because like the trailer had Master Chief coming out of forward onto a Dawn with a jetpack. And I'm like, he didn't go into his cryo tube. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was in that, that, uh, what's it called? That side of the, the table. You didn't like the crotch armor? I oh, man, didn't. No. So, so that was a little, but then I got the game and I played it and the campaign is actually like incredibly fun. I never played much multiplayer because it's kind of a, call of duty-esque multiplayer yeah. it's kind of like heavily influenced by yeah that. it was in that time where halo was trying to copy everybody everybody else's thing so they have it like was heavily leaning and... into that loadout based multiplayer where you'd have a yeah. collection of gear that you'd yeah. unlock over time and you'd be able to pick what you took into a match and that was different and for halo drops. At the time. and obviously it didn't stick around for very long because we've gotten rid of it since then yeah yeah, definitely. So, but I like the campaign. Everyone hates on Halo 4's campaign, but like that ending scene with Master Chief and Cortana is like one of the most emotional scenes like I feel in one of the Halo games. Like it is one of the best scenes in, in at least on impact. Like I would say with um the scene where he's like, "Oh, you know, I want to give the Covenant back their bomb." You know, where that's like super awesome like actiony scene. This is like emotional yeah. sadness or on on that level of like emotions that you get from um those scenes it does a I lot mean, to, marvelous performance obviously it does a lot to set the stage for a more personal story arc for master chief despite any of the craziness of the rest of halo 4's campaign with the didact and, and the forerunner influence and all that that stuff affects the grand scheme for master chief a little bit smaller than the cortana arc well, the, it, it was interesting you say that because it did set things up really well, like you said. And I think Halo 5 just did not follow up on any of those threads in, like, any kind of meaningful way. Like, you don't see a lot of chief progression through 5 um, the way you might think. It just kind of shuts off and becomes the machine 
you know what I mean? He's he's not in any way interesting. The way you were saw their relationship break down here as she was breaking down in Halo Four, and like the performances were incredible. Obviously, it was infamously known that like this is the first time Jen Taylor and Steve Downs were in a recording booth together. Uh, was Halo Four, and you could see the difference. And also, obviously, the um the didact is an incredible, um, incredible enemy. Or what am I trying to say? He's an incredible bad guy. No, yeah, protagonist works. Bad guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the other thing I wanted to say is, um, besides, and, and again, unfortunate because of uh, Greg Bear's passing, uh, but that also, we also had the Kilo 5 trilogy kind of came out around the same time uh, as the Forerunner trilogy. And to be honest, like that is my favorite trilogy at the moment in the Halo series. Like those three books with like BB and the ODST team and Naomi and uh, Phyllis. As all the hinge heads oh, yeah. like to oh, say his Phyllis. name. Phyllis. Phyllis. Uh, yeah. It's probably my favorite uh, trilogy out of the series. Um, so, like, we got a lot of good content. It's awesome. A lot of good books yeah. from, the, from that time frame. Around that time was, uh, like, that was huge, obviously, around the time. The stuff they were putting out with, the, with like, the forward books, the Kilo 5 trucks, they did forward onto Dawn. Um, do you know they got the the short kind of web series they made, which yeah, is one of my favorites. Probably still, you can watch it. still my favorite live action. Well. Yeah. Watching it as a singular thing is is, amidable, is incredible. I think I bought it a few years back, or I got it with something. I I, ha- I know I have it on Blu-ray. I think it's like, on Netflix it? too. Like they put it? it on Netflix, at least in the United States. I think mm-hmm. they put it on Netflix for a little bit, and I was like, "Oh, that's super cool that Halo's got a, a mainstream." And it's probably one of the only like movie things that Halo's done really, really well because you know we have Nightfall, which kind of was. Uh, we don't talk about Nightfall, but even like the yeah. most recent Halo TV series didn't do a really good job. But like Forward Onto Dawn did a fantastic job, and there really wasn't like too much combat. Like there's combat at the end, no. but there's like not much combat. But it still felt like a Halo. There's a lot of build up to it, but the build up works out. Yeah. It, there, there's a, a satisfying payoff at the end of it. Absolutely, absolutely, and I, I'm still waiting for the the that kill animation to, those assassinations to combat hunters do you know what i mean oh I, sticking I the grenade the hunter. yes absolutely yeah I, i'm still waiting for that to happen in a halo game i keep saying oh they'll do it they'll do it but anyway um that was just a marvelous marvelous time of the stuff that they were putting out for halo um which was pretty crazy. i will say the one the one black spot i mean the multiplayer wasn't a black spot it just wasn't halo multiplayer is uh and we're all gonna hate it is uh spartan ops and, uh, Man, Spartan Ops was definitely a swing and a miss. I I appreciate them for trying it. I I like the idea of it. The execution was a little bit poor. Like the the videos and the, and the story was interesting and it was cool to watch. Um, but like playing the missions, they got super repetitive. There was way too many of them. Right? It was exactly. just a slog. Was so boring. It was such a however, slog. Oh however, however, yeah. that first intro cutscene where the Infinity oh. comes and T bones a freaking Covenant Famous. cruiser. Probably yeah, one of the coolest scenes. Just watch all the cutscenes and ignore the gameplay. I don't even know why they're giving Pretty us much. theater mode for that. We don't want to play it, let alone watch ourselves play it. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on from Halo 4. From, uh, they, we know already, because you guys have spoken about it, that the content browser is out for Forge. This is obviously a huge, huge deal for the Halo community and for Halo Infinite as a whole. Uh, I'm already seeing, like, so many articles and, and YouTube videos out there like of a swell of kind of positivity around Halo Infinite now of like they've done the thing that we needed. We needed co-op, which is out, and we needed the proper multiplayer progression because no one liked the challenge-based one. Uh, I haven't played the new one yet, but I'm presuming based on what I've heard that it's really good. 
that people are happy happy with it now. The I, progression uh, system and, is fantastic, right? Yeah, it's now. a lot yeah. better. Excellent. Okay, that's great. That's great. Yeah, you don't even hear. really need to like. I mean, Steve and I are talking about this. You don't necessarily need to even put a double X. I mean, you could put a double XP on. It absolutely helps, but you know, you don't need to progress. Use it to progress as fast as you you'd like. You know, you can kind of just know. play with yeah, whatever games with your friends, and there's no like the, yeah. Used the to, thing that you no longer need to do when you go into matchmaking with your friends is figure out. What game type does everybody need to play so we're not playing just yeah. purely for fun and for no progression? That's cool. They've gotten rid of That's cool. the game mode specific ones. They've gotten rid of a lot of the singular weapon specific ones. And those two together being gone have made a huge impact. Excellent. So I no longer need to get like 5,000 player score in fucking tactical. No, no you don't need Fuck to do that. that. And And that was a big issue with like... Uh, when last Spartan standing was a thing. So it's like, well, we're going to all have to go and play that by ourselves because that's not a, you know, a co-op friendly game. Or like if Rumble Pit was in there, like we can't go play Rumble Pit. We have to go play Rumble Pit by yourselves. Like, so that is super, super nice. And then they've got, you know, if you're top 50% of your team, you get more of the game, you get more points. You know, if you win, you get more points. You know, just a bunch of little extra things that I think they they, they nailed it. You know, this they is throw exactly out what plus Halo 50 needed. XP bonuses for all sorts of stuff in each game. So you get 150 for finishing a game. I think it's 250 for a big team. And then another 50 if you win. 50 if you're on the top 50% of your team. You know, 50 if you're an MVP. Oh, I like this. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. And it stacks up fast. You know, you get... Um, I'm not sure if it's one or two, but they changed how many you get of just play a match, but there's definitely still some play a match challenges that get you easy XP right off the bat. Excellent. Definitely. I like that. That sounds great. I would other say is like, this is exactly what Halo needed. And I've seen plenty of articles and like, I haven't seen any negativity about Halo Infinite, like as much since this drop, like we needed Forge. We needed all of these additional little things to help get the Forge community going. And they have absolutely delivered on some of the coolest things that I've seen. That's great. That's great. That, that's what we need, especially this time of year. Do you know what I mean? So it's great to see that. Yeah, think, Cause I know think of it like this. Halo. We're supposed to have a 100-level battle pass for a three-month season when we eventually hit that seasonality goal they're looking for, right? Um, they've given us this 30-level winter pass. We're into it, what, two weeks now? Three weeks? Something along those lines. And I just finished it without any super crazy hard grinding. No XP boosts. I just played casually here and there, and it took me you know, very little effort to finish out the, the battle pass. So I think they've scaled it just about right for us to hit our 100 levels over a three-month period without falling behind. That's excellent. That's really good to hear. The fact that it's just something you can just play and do and not have to, like, focus your whole weeks or events on of just timing yourself from busting out as much content as you can. That's good, especially if you're not capped the way uh, you used to be. Uh, I know a whole bunch of stuff came out, so Halo Infinite is more or less a year old, roughly, because we're in the weird mark of where multiplayer came out on the 15th of November, but the campaign was, I think it was the 8th of December, 8th or 6th of the December. Uh, so we're roughly about a year old for Halo Infinite, and it, the game is, let's say, shall we say feature complete now? Are we Are we, we we're going with that? So Let's say mostly uh, feature complete. Yeah, it's about 95%. Yeah. We're still waiting on, at some point, for couch co-op if that ever comes so that's the other oh, i say i'd say that's dead that's the eh, I, i'm gonna have a little bit of hope but that's i guess the five percent so it's like 95 yeah. percent. it's laying complete. in the coffin but nobody's locked the lid shut yet yes <laughs> <laughs> fair enough 
Uh, I know there's a bunch of other stuff put out. Um, there was a birthday bash uh, FX for free in the shop. Um, you know, like a kill animation thing, or like balloons pop up and stuff like Basically that. Basically, grunt birthday. birthday party. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Uh, I kind of like that. Uh, obviously, a big shout out. Um, they also is mission replay as well as the co-op is in there, so you can go back and replay missions. That's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Twenty-four new achievements. I'd say definitely go listen to our episode about uh, the foraging yeah. co-op because we talked because we actually played for a decent amount and we talked a lot about like the things you can and can't do and uh, you know just trying to figure out how to do mission replay, how to get some of those achievements, and so we we definitely talked a pretty good amount about that. Excellent. Uh, not dwelling on that too. Moving on, they did announce they're doing a winter contingency two. It's the next kind of event in December for holiday themed Halo stuff, which is pretty good. And then January is going to be the joint fire event, which will center around the JFO class Mjolnir armor. So that's next what's coming up. Um, I'm going to ask Steve to talk about this a little bit now. They did announce ray tracing is coming to Halo Infinite. So that was AMD announced it on their own kind of stream, I think. So I, I imagine this is something you're interested in or or care about. Well. I'm a PC gamer, but at the moment I'm running NVIDIA. I've run NVIDIA-based graphics cards for a while now, so I'm not well-versed in any of the, the AMD things. Um, I have a ray tracing compatible card. Most of the games that say they can run it, I enable it. I don't see too much of a difference, but I don't know if that's an issue Fair with enough. the games. You know, Not too many games can optimize it well. Uh, my understanding is a lot of them don't use true ray tracing, but that'll be outside of my realm of knowledge to getting into the nitty gritty of that. Yeah, I have a Fair I enough. have a compatible graphics card as well for um for ray tracing, but I just don't I don't use it. I don't I mean I, it's probably fantastic for super, people who have like a super high end like card and a super high end like system, but I just don't feel the need. I just put my graphics on high and that's all I do. <laughs> and away that's you all go. I do. And away <laughs> I go. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, and then the last thing that they kind of said is that the Halo TV show, you can now buy it on Blu-ray and DVD, 4K UHD, and a limited edition 4K steelbook that has, like, special art stuff if you're interested. So it has all nine episodes as well, if they said, uh, five hours of special bonus content. So if you're in- interested enough in the show to go pick this up, go do it. I don't think I ever will, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I'm in uh, the same boat. Let's see what happens with the show. Who knows? Maybe maybe it gets footing. Maybe it gets a little bit better. They get a couple of seasons out of it. Maybe we see three or four seasons and it gets a little decent. And then maybe a box set of the complete collection might not be a terrible maybe. idea. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's maybe where the route I'll go. I'll buy my time with the show. Um Anyhow, they did lose uh, another kind of The last kind of bits of news I'll kind of run through real quick. Uh, there was a recent kind of episode. They kind of summarized. They did a kind of live panel that was on Jeff Easterling. It had obviously Alex, had Jeremy Patanud, and and also Hidden Xperia. So this was all done at H- the HCS World Championships recently. Um, there was an interesting panel, about half an hour long. They just had a quick chat with each other. Uh, from that, of course, they announced Kelly Gay's next novel, Halo Epitaph. So we already covered this, obviously, on a previous episode. But just to summarize it, Kelly Gay is knocking it out uh, herself and Troy, just going back to back for different novels that we're getting. So Halo Epitaph is the return of the Eurodidact. Very exciting, obviously, relating to Halo 4. It's kind of like part of their announcement as well. Um... It'll pick up in the story following the events of Halo 4 and the next 72 hours, which is an arc of the Halo Escalation comic series uh, that kind of, at the time, let's say, killed off the Didact or had like an interesting story there with the Didact uh, of his end. So obviously, it's not his end. There's more coming, uh, which is actually fascinating. 
So very, I'm very excited about that. Kelly Gay does great work. Um, they also put out, I think, for Fire Team Shadow. So this is the the Fire Team that were involved in that little short story they did around Halo Four, the Spartan Ops. Um, so it's obviously made up of characters we already know, but apparently they're very old. They have origins as far back as like Halo Three and stuff like that. So they've been around a long time. Uh, this team, so they kind of just put it together and gave us all the details on it. And a whole bunch of concept art from around Halo Four was put out in various formats. Um, so that's pretty much that. If you if you're interested, go check it out. Uh, they did two other kind of um, community-based articles that I kind of skimmed over. I didn't really delve into that much, but they're there if you're interested. They're doing a new one called Forge Features. So there was one on November 18th, which obviously detailing some of the highlights of Forge already. And there's a community corner. It's issue number four, and it's about Red Numster. if you want to go check that out, if you're intrigued by such content. Oh, there we go. So a good bit in November, really, to be honest. Um obviously with the year mark being significant and getting co-op and forge being huge and seeing the swell i think it's pretty positive people are pretty positive on halo so i'm pretty happy about that i came back to halo in the big way in the last month which is interesting um so it's good to see good to see guys it was, it was um, very you know? good to see one thing i wanted to say is yeah. um i've been playing uh the little bit of the new call of duty recently and like it the game is i mean it's a fun game let's just it's a fun game but like the uh, stability of the game is uh pretty abysmal and like really? oh, it is oh it is like it is so hard it, it's buggy trying to connect uh it's really laggy it, i've got terrible frame rate issues uh the voip can be miserable having your friends online can be miserable and like it launched so poorly uh in my at least on the pc side i just That's i struggle nil. with it so like when halo infinite released like it, it had a little bit of bugs and stuff, but it wasn't it, it, bad. It wasn't as yeah. bad as Modern Warfare 2 is. And I feel like people gave it Halo Infinite so much shit. Like, and then people are just accepting all the problems with the Call of Duty game. And it's kind of a disappointment. And like going back to Halo Infinite, like after I played Call of Duty, like with Steve, like it's like night and day. Like everything just works. Like, and it just, it's, it's buttery smooth. Then there's a little bit of desync, but it's, it's not as bad as Modern Warfare 2 is. Like, I'm struggling to play the game on my high-end PC because the game is just poorly optimized. So, like, Halo's in a very good state right now. Also, those those Call of Duty games, they're developed on a two-year cycle, alternating between developers. Is that how yeah, it goes? That's true, yeah. yeah, it's like three developers yeah. and stuff, and I... I so, so ideally, like but he, ideally, the developer of this one had give or take four years to do it because somebody else released one in between. Then, um, compared to Halo, it's it's, it's kind, seven yep. years for Infinite, give or take. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think the the Call of Duty thing is a mess as well. So I think the developers had to like skip and jump because one was doing really badly with their game, so they had to go to the other team to start work on their one and come back to the other one. So as far as I remember, they're all over the place at the moment, even that with one studio having even to support the other one to get one game out. And then I think, wasn't there one before that that came out with no campaign? Because this was rubbish. Yeah, it was so like Black Ops it. 4 or something like that had no something campaign. Like yeah. But like, yeah, like Modern Warfare 2, the 2019 one was pretty good. And then they had the Cold War and Vanguard, which were moderately okay. And like Modern Warfare 2 is fun. It's just... It's a buggy mess, like, and yeah, they do these three-year cycles compared to, like, Halo. You said it was in development for, like, seven years, so, like, 
we'll see but they also have thousands they have a lot larger of a studio if i remember correctly than halo infinite does and 343 do where like they can probably fix their issues a lot quicker than halo infinite can um but their game isn't designed to stay around for Uh, more than a year i'd imagine there has to be also some sort of synchronicity between the multiple development studios as far as sharing assets and keeping certain things compatible with each other so they can share across platforms because to have to build from scratch that that often is a lot yeah i can i can absolutely see that so okay i guess we will move on to our community section community evolved so um so as a reminder every monday i usually do a monday morning question uh it's usually a community question and so for this week uh or for this month i had a few choices but i asked the question i said if an election because it was election week mid-november for us in the united states um i said because of that if you had to vote for a leader in halo to be the head of your government i said which character would you choose and so i got some funny answers i got some honest answers um and so i'll just i'll just go through them real quick so manny he said the flood he said, not only would it unify the country, but the whole world, plus the galaxy and possibly the universe. Now, Manny is clearly an agent of the grave mind. I can't argue with that logic, though. He's, he's got, there's a ring of truth to it. Yeah, I can see he put, a, he put some brain into it. Did. Brain power. Yeah, a lot of brain power is if he's the agent of the grave mind. So Steve said that I think Lasky would be a good choice. And I would agree with you, Steve, that I think on an honest answer, Lasky would be a very good leader. Um, he's a very, he's got. I think he's got a very good diplomatic side. He's level-headed. Um, he knows how to play the game. He's a very wholesome guy. Yes, yes. He's a guy that he. It kind of reminds me of like a, a JFK or something like that. You know, before. Yeah. Um. So next we have Dave. He said the librarian. I think she could bring some cohesion and cooperation between all the races. And while that does sound nice, I wouldn't trust a forerunner to run a government because. You know, That's worked out what... so well in the past. <laughs> it's worked out fantastically <laughs> in the past. Uh, Gabriel says the Master Chief because of his military experience. And uh, I, while that is a nice choice, I feel like that is a – he would be the strong, silent type. Um, and his his answer to everything would just be blow it up. Just I need a scuttle weapon. it and blow yeah. it up. I need a weapon. We'll just shoot it all. Shoot everything. Uh, Aaron – Said, fuck it, Atriox, the UK couldn't get any worse. And David, I will, I will <laughs> ask you if that is, that is an accurate statement. Well, um, the UK is kind of crazy right now. Okay. I happen to be not in it, but next to it, which kind of, you get to see all the, all the craziness. So I, I, I know he's talking from personal experience there. Okay. <laughs> uh, Alan, he said, I would say Dr. Halsey. He said, but then it frightens me what she might actually do. God, that's a terrible choice. The Spartan 2 program might become a thing in the 21st century. Uh, I don't think she needs more power. No, no, absolutely not. So, uh, Kevin said uh, Sarah Osman because she can run only. She can run only. She could definitely run the U.S. And uh, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad. But here's the thing is it Sarah Osman from the Kilo 5 trilogy or is it Sarah Osman from Spartan Ops? Because I feel like they're two completely different people. They are. They're very, they're they're not cohesive there at all. Because she seems very like intelligent and like thoughtful in the Kilo 5 trilogy. But then in Spartan Ops, she's like, yep, just kill Dr. Halsey. Just fuck it. Like, 
Just kill her. I mean, just kill Halsey is kind of sort of becoming a common denominator across the lore anyway. Yeah. That's fair. That's that'll fair. solve so many problems. So Those are it's a good question. Those are good answers. That's some good, decent decent answers. Some funny yeah. ones. Some uh, some actual serious ones. Uh, some crazy ones that I probably wouldn't agree with. But <laughs> So, all right. So, we'll move on to the Evolved Digest. So, first up, we've got Podcast Evolve, which is what you're listening to. We have Infinite Impressions. Um, topics. These are topics and opinion relating to the ongoing support uh, to Halo Infinite's campaign and multiplayer. Um, so I can tell you, just it only came out last week, but the last one we did was a one of the Scar- Sky Marshall's impressions. Uh, so myself, Aaron, and Nate did that. So that's the Sky Marshall was like the fracture lore. And that's actually our last one that we're going to do this year. Correct. Yes. And so uh, we won't have any, I guess, a next episode. Yeah, there's no ex- next episode planned for... Awesome. So, Mission Debrief, uh, a deep dive into every Halo games campaign, mission by mission, where uh, David, Krista, and Colin talk about the uh, each campaign level. Uh, you guys have finished up the Infinite campaign, but I'm assuming you we... guys are going to do something for co-op? Yeah, correct. Uh, our last mission would have been the wrap-up of Halo Infinite, so we are planning to get, her, to get together in the new year and do a co-op run and kind of just report back on the co-op, co-op even. Uh, and after that, who knows? Who knows what comes next for Mission Debrief? We might need to wait for that all-definitely coming DLC. It's a 10-year plan. Allegedly. So it'll, <laughs> yeah, it'll yeah, hopefully yeah. come out. All right, we got Builds of Blocks uh, centered around the micro-action figures and brick-based construction sets of the Halo universe. Um, so usually that's Tom and Colin. Do they have somebody else that does... Uh, because I know they have some guests every now and again. Okay. I think they only they recently did an interview. The guys are still pumping out content over there. To be honest, with builds of blocks is just chucking away doing they're, things. So they're usually on um, Facebook uh, or um, on YouTube. So if you want to yes. check them out, I'm always seeing Tom post on the Facebook group like YouTube videos where he posts like a still of like an action shot and stuff like that. So definitely something to go look into. Um, we've got the uh, Halo TV Plus. Uh, which is a contemporary and a commentary and analysis of Halo's original TV show, the Halo series, um, and its place with the silver timeline. And so usually that's Oren, and obviously the Halo TV show, we're waiting on season two to start that up. So once that starts up, um, he will probably get into that. Uh, Aaron has mentioned, you know, maybe we go back and just kind of rewatch it again and get like a second thought. Maybe we might think differently of the show. Maybe we won't. I'm all for the opinion. If we just, we'll just watch season two and, and go from there. But that is their opinion. So last, or we've got uh, the Halo book club next. Uh, there's a thorough discussion on the extended lore media of uh, the Halo books. We have guest interviews Um and we are currently running out of books because Halo hasn't been putting many books out lately. So we've been doing uh, uh, we've a, lot do- of a lot of fractures We're stories. Running out of fractures. We <laughs> might have to end up having Aaron do a cookbook episode and see how. There's a cookbook talks. Yes, that, that's happening <laughs> in the background. He keeps pushing back, but it might happen. It might happen. Just, also, you know, we'll just yeah. break his arm just very slowly. Just don't let up. Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. not relent. So, it exactly. will happen. So lastly, we're, we're also thinking about doing something with the um, encyclopedia. So we might do some kind of spin-off show and, and pull like a random article out and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Like there's so there's so much in the encyclopedia that. that we can pull from that that we haven't discussed and stuff like that. So 
Lastly, we have HCS Pro Talk, where Josh and Will discuss the latest information within the competitive Halo scene with an emphasis on the community every week. They do a you know, recent Map Legends. They usually have a podcast um, every week. You can watch their show live Monday nights around 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash HGS Pro Talk. And you can follow them on YouTube and your favorite podcast feed. And like I did say earlier that they are, um, we're in the process of integrating them into the evolved community. Nothing's really going to change for whatever they do. It's just they're going to be under our umbrella and it's just going to make a larger family for us. So nothing's changing. They're still doing all of their podcasty stuff. Um, it's just going to be under our umbrella instead of their own umbrella. Yeah, they'll get a, a web page or like a, a section on our web page and stuff like that for their for whatever they they want to do, and it will bounce off to their stuff. But um, it's pretty great. These guys have Josh and Will are fantastic, and it's been great just partnering with them for so long. They they just cover that whole segment, so we never need to worry about it. Uh, and it's great just bringing them in. It's it's a very easy understand way to understand that you know they can just we can have a larger Halo podcast umbrella, and we can expand our empire of uh, of Halo. So <laughs> returning right. to the forerunner. Oh gosh, please no. We don't need to have a Halo event. <laughs> so in closing uh thank you for joining us like we mentioned at the top of the show you can find every episode to all of our shows on our website evolvedhalo.com or you can search for their unique uh, for their unique podcast feed so if you want to listen to everything all in one feed follow halo podcast evolved on your favorite podcast service and leave us a review uh, once again, another special shout out to all of our patrons for supporting this show and making all of this possible. Head to patreon.com slash halo podcast evolve to learn more. And finally, if you want us to leave us a voicemail, which we do have a voicemail about this episode or a previous episode or about anything halo related, you can ask us questions. You can make comments about a, a show. You can, as long as it's halo related and not some old grandma, uh, talking talking to us we are we will take all your questions and comments so that number is 205 evolve that is 205 386 5833 and with that i have been your host lucas and until next time evolved 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 <laughs>